You're now listening to Fundamental Fast Pitch. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Fundamental Fast Pitch, the podcast. This is Jessica Tanner. I've got Heather Maloney here with me tonight. Um, It's going to feel a little bit different. We don't have Mike with us, so you guys cut me some slack. It's not going to be as animated and um, exciting as normal, but we still got some good stuff to talk to you guys about. So um, going in, we've got episode 19, Catching 101. And just to clarify, this is catching as in playing catch, not catching the position. And so um, today, me and Heather are just going to go back and forth, kind of talk to you guys through um, the fundamentals, of course, some drills that you guys can do at home, how to work through a few obstacles, uh, and then we'll we'll be, go from there. So, uh, Heather, you want to get us started? Yeah. So, I mean, catching catching the ball is one of those things that we often take for granted um, as experienced players because we've just been doing it for so long, just like throwing. Um, so, again, like throwing, it's something that needs to be practiced. And um, uh, you, you can do different drills and things, but like the basic technique, um, kind of a rule of thumb we like to teach is if the ball's coming in above your belt, uh, you catch the ball with your glove fingers up. And if the ball's coming in below your belt, um, you catch the ball fingers down. Um, one of the analogies I like to, someone taught me not too terribly long ago um, is to think of like a windshield wiper for a ball above the belt where you're catching fingers up. So if like your elbow is where the windshield wiper is uh, pivoting from, um, that kind of dictates how you'll use your glove. So if it's as a righty, if it's on my right side, I'm going to, tip my glove to the right and kind of down um, and use a backhand. Whereas if it was on my left, I'd tip it to the left and use a forehand. So it's kind of a rule of thumb and a, and a good analogy, a good uh, visual for, for some of the smaller kids that, that, that learn better visually. Um, so that's a fingers up, fingers down rule of thumb. Um, using the pocket of the glove. I mean, it seems like it should be obvious, but it's really not. I mean, the pocket of the glove, that webbing is, is there for a reason. It's meant to to catch the ball. Um, if you, I mean, you can catch the ball. It's possible to catch the ball in the palm. It's not very comfortable. And, but, and as you get older, when you know you start throwing harder and things, it's going to get not only more painful to catch it there, but harder to, to maintain that catch and keep control of the ball. So use the pocket. And the best way to make sure you're using the pocket is to watch the ball all the way into your glove. Um, one of the things that, um, kind of seems like it should go without saying, but in order to watch it go into your glove, you're gonna to need to have that glove in front of your face or at least in front of your body. If you try to catch it with your glove kind of off to your, like next to your head off to your side, well, it's gonna be a lot harder to watch the ball into the pocket. Um, you know, um, what kind of keywords and things that you can kind of cues to make sure that you're doing things right is you should hear the glove pop and, and you should squeeze it as you feel that ball coming in and hitting that pocket. So um, that that audible pop, um, sometimes you can get a real good loud one. Other times it will be quieter, but you should still hear it pop as it comes in and hits the glove. Those are kind of some uh, basic rundown of some of the basic te- techniques and pointers for or high points on how to catch a ball. Um, Jess, you got any drills that, that you like? I do just, um, I know we, we always kind of prepare notes ahead of time just so we can make sure and cover the appropriate content for you guys. But just in hearing you talk through some of those techniques, Heather, I did want to add, 
um, on balls that are above the belt, specifically pop-ups, which um, you either love or, or you hate them, right? Especially the younger kids. So one of the things that you can do to help kiddos catch pop-ups is, yes, we obviously want fingertips up, but also encourage them to tilt their glove back a little bit. Um, I always kind of use the reference like they're like they're a um, waiter or a waitress and they're they're holding a tray. So they've got a little bit of an angle to their glove so that the ball actually will go into the pocket. And then, of course, covering the ball up with that offhand. Um, and then also, as you get a little bit older, always uh, got to throw in that outfield two cents in there. But <laughs> as you guys uh, are dealing with older players, right, and they're in a position where they're behind the ball, they're ready to catch it, they're, they know where runners are, they're preparing to take that next step, make a throw. Um, we actually do want to catch the ball on the side of us, but you would want to position yourself, your glove on your throwing side. So um, what that does is it, it's still out in front of your face, but it's going to be slightly to your throwing side. So if you are a right-handed thrower, then your glove is going to be on the right side of, of your face. And what that does is it has you in a quicker transfer position so that as soon as you make that catch, you're coming from behind the ball, either into a, a crow hop or, or a strong throw to get the ball in quickly. Um, so th that's a little bit more advanced, obviously, obviously, but just something that comes to mind when I'm thinking about catching, um, Heather, back to your question on drills, um, for the younger kids, especially, uh, it's all about hand-eye coordination. You talked about watching the ball and tracking the ball. So drills that you can do to encourage that hand-eye coordination, the tracking, um, and then also moving their feet to the ball. So, um, a couple of fun ones, um, I had actually never done this before, but Heather and I were talking about it, a uh, forehead toss with a tennis ball. So um, actually tossing a ball up in the air and having your players move underneath it and position themselves where their body is directly underneath the ball so that it, when it comes down, it, it hits them in the forehead. And then, of course, you get a, a chuckle or a giggle here and there. Um, and same thing with balloons. If you've got maybe some younger players, you want to start with that and then knees into tennis balls. Um, or with footballs or light flights, whatever you guys have lying around the house with the exception of uh, real balls. Um, that's, that's probably not the best bet when you're teaching fundamental catching, at least not at first. Um, the shadow drill. So uh, the best way to explain this is um, it's a reactive drill where you have a player or, or a group of players out in front of you. Um, you can line them up where they can all see you. And then you take a ball in your hand and you, um, you just position it to wherever you want them to imitate that they would be catching that ball. So for example, you're facing them, they're facing you. If you have the ball in your left hand and you reach up to the left, then they would need to um, move their glove up as if they were catching the ball over on that side of their body. And so you can start off slow and kind of move them around and then pick up the pace. And you can even make it into like a fun competition, like play knockout where if they get it wrong, then they have to sit down or something like that. And then as they get uh, a little bit better, a little bit older, you can actually have them turn around to where their back is now facing you and either say go or ball or something that gives them that inclination that they need to turn around quickly and then show them the ball and 
and see if you can get that first good reactive step and glove positioning based off them turning around and just reacting to seeing the ball um, without kind of being able to track you from the original position. Um, so those are some fun ones. Um, anytime you can encourage them to uh, get in a competitive environment, um, one, it's fun. It, they don't really think that it's a lot of work. So especially I, I keep going back to the younger ones because this is all kind of fundamental stuff. But I know even in working with my daughter, she's five getting out there where it's a game or a competition where they don't actually know that they're practicing. You kind of like slide that one right by them. So um, this goes back to uh, the old school days. I know we used to play this all the time, but jackpot, whether it's a tennis ball or a light flight or, or a football, like something where they're having to see the ball, track the ball, get underneath the ball and then make the catch. Um, that's a fun one. Um, even wall ball, just again, going all, always back to that tracking. Um, Heather, do you have any more drills in terms of like the tracking things? Uh, I'll just mention that I really like your shadow drill idea. It's the one that I haven't done before, but I really like how it, especially for the young ones that might still be afraid, it takes the, the sort of the, the danger, let's say out of learning to catch. So it's, it's, there's no chance that the, the ball is going to hit them in that scenario, but they can still practice reacting and moving their glove appropriately. I really like that one. Um, and then the forehead toss, that's one I've done quite a bit with um, with my daughter when she was younger. And uh, not only did it teach her that it's like, you have to get actually your body completely under the ball um, to catch a pop-up, um, but she just loved doing it. And she wanted to do it for like way beyond when she actually got any, you know, useful um, work out of it she just wanted to do it for fun um, and it sort of spread was something I just thought of to do with her and then it sort of spread with some of her teammates too and it was really helpful um, because it's just a tennis ball they're not afraid of a tennis ball um, but you know in a real situation with a glove on their hand and a, and a softball in the air it's a lot more scary if if you're not used to it and it's new to you so that's a good one um, that I've had success with And I think that, yeah, theory, no, that was a great idea. That's something I'm sorry. The, go ahead. The, the fear is, is such a big thing. I think when, when you're teaching how to catch the ball, um, it's, it's something I think it, every kid probably goes through to a degree. Um, some are going to be, you know, kind of, you know, they might get hit by a, you know, missed catch and that they just get over it and they're done with it. But then other kids are really going to struggle with it. Um, you have any ideas on um, how to deal with that fear? Uh, yes. So um, this is just uh, one personal experience, but also something that I have been taught and heard from several others also. And it's something that um, me and my husband almost just got into it really bad about with our five-year-old. Um, but in terms of just being scared of the ball, whether it's hit or pitched or tossed or thrown, whatever it is, you got to remember that uh, for our younger players, they're just starting out. So all of this is new. And then the concept of just standing there when like things are coming at them, that kind of gets you into like the fight or flight mode. So to me, it's a very, un I mean, for some pick it up quickly, but it's not necessarily like a natural understanding. Mm -hmm. So fear is usually very common. Um, I have learned that the best way to work through fear is to push through it right away. And, and what I mean by that is 
let's say you've got a player that's playing catch and they tip it off their glove and it maybe it hits them in the shoulder, the face mask or something, and they're shaking up a little bit. Um, take a few minutes to console them, get them some water, and then put them right back playing catch or right back to what they were doing to where they're working through that right away and they don't have time to sit and think about it or dwell on it or just make it worse than it is. So by doing that, it's kind of a distraction. It minimizes the situation. Um, and it just gets them right back to that mentality of like, Hey, this is softball. This is, I'm tough. I can handle this. Um, the mentality that you can work through that fear right away, I think is typically the best approach. Um, so that next time they go to play catch, like they've already worked past it as opposed to if they get hit with the ball, just calling it quits or walking away and then trying to pick back up where you left off that's going to be their last memory or their last um, connection and playing catch. And it's not going to be a good one. It's not going to be something that they're looking forward to do again. So just making sure that you kind of nip that in the bud right away, work through it, and then maybe just a couple extra reps and then maybe go on to the next thing to where, again, it's just, it's just a distraction from any negativity or fear that might creep in and in that certain situation. Um, and then in terms of working through fear, in terms of drills, um, again, make it fun, make it exciting, make it a competition, make it games. Um, dodgeball with light flights, that's always a fun one. Uh, water balloons, um, a same concept, right? Like, so now they're they're throwing and they're not even playing catch. They're, they're like trying to get out of the way of these objects, but knowing it's not going to hurt, I'm going to be okay. So that when you actually stick a glove on their hand, they're like, Hey, I, I can handle this. I, I, it's not as big of a deal. Um, and then again, just some, some more tracking, but also some challenging little games and tricks. One that we always like to play is, um, I call it partner juggling. I don't really know any other name for it, but, um, basically you have two players or people they stand about five, oh, probably about 10 feet away from each other. And I would start out with one ball. And so you put the ball in your left hand. Um, each of them has the ball in their left hand. And whenever the coach says go, you, you transfer the ball from your left hand to your right hand and you toss it. So each partner is going to be doing that. So they're transferring, tossing, and then catching at the same time. And so that kind of helps you guys to work on a few different things. One, transferring and ball control. Two, making good tosses. Three, tracking the ball that the partner is tossing to you. And four, multitasking and focusing on a bunch of different things happening at once. And so um, you kind of try to set up that rhythm and make it a competition. See how many of um, your players can get without dropping the ball or who can get the most. And then once they get pretty good at it, you have them start with two balls. So at that point, the ball in their right hand would be tossed and then immediately transfer the ball from the left to the right and catch. So again, working in that rhythm, partners communicating back and forth. There's a lot of good things that can happen from that drill. So I'm actually going to, I'm going to try and get a video for you guys and get that posted. Cause that's probably one that's a little bit easier to understand if you see it instead of just listening to me explain it. But that's a, that's a really, really good one. And again, flying objects, balls coming at you, but controlled environment, teaching them how to catch, um, teaching them control with their hands, tracking, um, a, a lot of good things there. Um, but when it comes to dealing with fear specifically, anything that distracts them from the thought of getting hurt 
uh, to me is a good idea. Heather, did you want yeah, uh, to add anything gonna, on there? Yeah, I was going to mention, I really like that partner juggle drill. And, um, you know, it sounds, especially just hearing it, it sounds complicated and like, it sounds like, you know, that might be reserved for some of the older, more experienced players, but um, don't, don't get stuck in that train of thought. Even the younger ones can, can really benefit from it. And um, you'd be surprised um, how young, you know, some of these girls can do that, that, that drill. It's a good one. And it, it really, since you have to think about so many moving parts, it really does distract from the fact that the balls are actually flying at you and it's not coming at you hard or anything, but it does help that hand-eye coordination. Um, and dealing with fear, um, you mentioned working with your daughter and that makes me think of uh, working with my kids when they were younger. And, you know, you have to, you have to know how to work through that fear with, with your particular kid or, or player. Um, I know with my son, I remember very clearly um, out in the front yard playing catch with him when he was first learning. And it, I don't even know if it bounced off of, or, you know, tipped off his glove or anything, but I hit him in the eye. And um, so he immediately went down and he's, he's, you know, a, a boy and he can handle like, he was definitely scared and it hurt him and everything. But, you know, with a little bit of coaxing and, you know, making sure he was okay, he was able to, you know, play catch again. I think we switched to a tennis ball to, to kind of quell kind of that fear of, of the baseball. Um, but we switched to a tennis ball and then we played, you know, I don't know, maybe three or four more catches before we called it a day. Whereas working with my daughter, um, you know, she's a little more sensitive. And if if I had tried to just tell her that she was okay and we just move on, um, that would not have flown. So um, for her, I know um, validating that she is actually hurt and making sure that you understand that, yes, that was painful. And um, it's not the end of the world, but I do understand it hurts. And then we can move on was a much better approach. So um, yes, deal with it at the moment, but that doesn't mean sweep it under the rug, just push it aside, act like it didn't happen. You deal with it um, in whatever way that your player, your kid deals with those kinds of things. So there's no one method or approach to dealing with that kind of fear. No, that's a good ad. And I'll, I, I love story time. So I'll share you guys, I'll share my story with y'all as well. But um, I take the same approach in uh, my lessons as well when I'm live pitching to my batters and they're scared of getting hit with the ball. It's very similar when you're playing catch. It's it's all in your head. It's the confidence. It's the fear. But at the end of the day, it's a choice. So making sure that we're encouraging and teaching these players like how to work through that fear is is crucial. Um, but with my daughter, she's she's five. She's in t-ball. Um, and the, her first game of T-ball, we walked up and the coaches are pitching them to the ball. And so my husband and I looked at each other and are like, wait, this is T-ball. What's going on? We haven't practiced this. And for those of you guys that don't know, like I'm a planner. So I'm like, okay, we're not ready. We didn't practice and come to find out she has the option to hit off the tee. So we were fine. Everything worked out, but of course we came home and my daughter was like, mommy, I, I want to, I want the, I want you to pitch me the ball. I want to do what my, my friends were doing. So we start working on that. And my daughter's very, very tough. Um, she's like a bull in a China cabinet and, um, she does not go down easily. She, she pops right back up if she does go down. And even with her, when I started tossing a ball at her, even I was surprised to see her kind of timid and, and backing away and just not 
so sure of, of what was going on. And, um, so again, knowing your player, knowing and building those relationships, uh, she is absolutely her mother's daughter and that she is motivated by food and sweet treats. So I told her, Hey, if I hit you with the ball, I'll get you a snow cone. And that worked for her next, next pitch. She's up there hacking right away and like just unfazed. And so then my husband was tinkering with something over to the side and we're like, Hey babe, you want to come play with us? We're practicing. And, um, he was like, yeah, sure. I'll play. So he comes over and I uh, let him pitch and I'm hoping my daughter with her, or with her hitting and everything. And, keep in mind she's five and still is working through listening and just five. Uh, and my husband was in the middle of projects and just patients weren't then. So my daughter was standing on top of the plate when he came over and was getting ready to pitch to her. And he was like, Hey, get off the plate. That's where I'm throwing the ball. And she was like, Oh, do to do like not paying the least bit of attention. So he like winds, winds up and tosses the ball at her and it hits her in the thigh and granted not hard, but close enough to make an impact and scare her and to be absolutely traumatic from all of this that we had just worked through with the snow cone deal and, and working through that. So, um, I'm sure you can imagine the look that I gave my husband in that instance and he knew it. He was immediately so remorseful and so upset with himself. And my daughter's like, she's a daddy's girl through and through. But in that instance, she was like, mommy like you had thought like something was broken and so we walk inside we get her something to drink a nice cold Gatorade we come back out and um, I said okay we're, we're ready we're gonna try it again we're okay immediately before she could even pick up her bat first question uh mommy does daddy have to buy me a snow cone because he hit me with the ball and I you know what that's a very fair point I said you take that up with your daddy um but to to that extent she got right back in um, we worked through it in that instance and she has not been scared since. So that's one of those things where I think it's important to, to work through it, take a break if you need to know your player. Um, uh, in that instance, another thing that I have done with my players and lessons is I'll make them a deal. Hey, if I hit you with the ball, you can throw it, throw it back at me. Like that's, that's the confidence I have in that I'm not trying to hit you like, yes, accidents happen, but that's a deal that I'm willing to make so that they trust that we're there to work and hit and work through that. And that fear is not anywhere in like that mental space where we can focus on doing other things. Yeah. Um, that, that deal works well. I've used that trick too. Um, I think sometimes they just don't trust that you're really not trying to hit them. Mm -hmm. So when you make that deal, they, they know you have some skin in the game. That's no, that's absolutely fair. And, uh, most of my girls, at least my players, obviously my daughter's not there yet, but most of them know too, that if I am trying to hit them, I will tell them, Hey, if you want to be scared, we've, we, we can be scared. We'll work on hit by pitches. And then that, that works as well. So again, it just, it's knowing your players and what works for them, what doesn't, how to help them, how to encourage them. Um, I think that that really is where that working through that fear is going to, um, it's just, it's just going to depend on the kid. Absolutely. Awesome. All right, y'all. Well, we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and wrap this up. Um, again, this has been Jessica Tanner and Heather Maloney 
uh, for catching 101. Uh, missing Mike tonight, but hopefully you guys got some some good stuff out of this one. Um, episode 19, we'll be coming at back with episode 20, uh, the ride home. Um, that's going to be a good one where we get into some some deeper conversations with players, parents, and coaches. So hope to have you guys back um, here in a few days. If you have not already, please uh, remember to like. Uh, subscribe, share across all social media platforms. And um, also, if there's things that you'd like us to talk about or questions you have, please also uh, use the website or Facebook or Instagram and shoot us those messages because we love to talk softball. We could do it all day. We're having so much fun getting to hopefully help you guys through some of this content and some of these questions. So if there's anything that uh, comes to mind, please shoot us a message and we will make sure to, to get it covered. And other than that, we'll see you guys for the next episode. Y'all have a good night.